Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on To The Point, this guest was here in Season 1, Episode 4. Have you guessed who it is yet? Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movie. All right, you guys, welcome on in to The Point with Kristen Burt, and we have a return guest. As I mentioned, she was here, season one, episode four, way back in To The Point's infancy, honestly, and now she's back in season three, and she's got a lot to share with us, Brittany Cherry. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be back. I can't believe it was only season one. I know, or in season three. I know. And I, you know, it's funny to go back and watch some of the season one episodes. They feel a little different. You know, it takes a while to get your groove on and things like that. So we got your whole story um, in that episode. But you've done so much since. Yes, yes. It's It's been a wild ride since then. It really has. And what I love, and especially I said, come on, because World of Dance season three is coming back and starting Tuesday, February 26th, and then slides into its regular time slot on March 3rd, which is Sunday nights. Um, But you've been doing so much in season two and three behind the scenes. Yes. um, This was a super exciting project for me because I've never worked off camera before. So I have a history with Snappy Tabs. I love working with them. I reached out to them and I was like, I love you guys and I want to work with you. And they're like, what are you doing this state in the state in the state? And they brought me on as one of their supervising choreographers. Um, for seasons two and three. And I'm on a team of, there's a three of us. I'm alongside with Matt Cady and Anthony Kinn. And you guys both did it in season two and three together, correct? Yes. Yeah. Anthony Kinn was there since season one. Mm-hmm. And then both Matt Cady and I joined season two. Um, season one had Kyle Hanagami and Desandra Chavez also. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to kind of step into their shoes. And that was like a really awesome task Those are big and, shoes <laughs> i mean i appreciate and love and respect both of them as creators and choreographers and educators and so it was really cool it was definitely um a learning process to be on the other side of camera you know i've had experience on dancing with the stars and so you think you can dance and always creating for television and for film and choreographing for tv and so having that in my background definitely helped me and give me the tools and the foundation that i needed to grow on top of that for this world of dance show well what i love because i we did an article last year in 2018 Mm -hmm. right maybe after you had filmed season two but it started airing we were just talking about it and one of my favorite things that you said in that article um, when you were looking to do something different you've reached out to nappy tabs you said people are not mind readers like you have to let your intentions know and let people know you're willing to work on both sides of the camera absolutely i am a huge fan of just being 
straightforward, honestly. <laughs> That's really it. Because, like you said, people aren't mind readers. People aren't going to know that I want to choreograph for X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. if I never put it out there. Right. Or if I never let the people who can make that happen know. Because to them, they have a roster of clients or they have a roster of choreographers or friends or people that they already know can do the job. So if they're unaware that people like me or the next person next to me want to do it, then they'll never ask you. They'll never know. And Team Nappy Tabs, I mean, Nappy Tabs in general, outside of Team Nappy Tabs, they have a thousand projects that they're juggling. I I feel like that's not even an exaggeration. I'm not kidding you. I tell everyone this that I run into, and we talk about this, they are the hardest working team that I have ever Mm -hmm. had the privilege of being part of. And it's not even about working hard, it's about working smart. They are so smart in the way they navigate their projects and the way they delegate to their team members. And they're really, really setting up and have set up such an amazing team. And they're setting up everyone that's coming up behind them for success. And I think that's a really big deal. And you said delegation. And delegation is a huge part of leadership. And you have people that are in leadership positions and they don't know how to delegate. And things are always super messy. And that's the way, you know, they're able to work with J-Lo. They were doing Britney's show before it was postponed. Yes. But they're able to do World of Dance. You can't do and function on these high-level A-list type of jobs unless you're yeah. delegating. Well, you can't do everything. I mean, you can, but oftentimes you don't have the time. Are you doing it well? energy. Exactly. And then if you're doing everything, something there falls. Mm-hmm. So not everything is done at the highest level. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Nappy Tabs does everything. Like they oversee everything there. So I can't even like understand how their brains function because it's just <laughs> pure brilliancy and I just admire and respect them so much and they know that I'm obsessed with them. So you're like no big deal. I I love them. Well, but, that's and another I look good up thing to them as creators and as leaders. Well, and you have to. You have to know what's going on if you're delegating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two different things. Yeah. They are awesome. And I'm super, they have always been so <coughs> kind and so amazing to me in my career. They have given me so many opportunities. They brought me on to Derek and Julianne's tour. They brought me on to the Ed Sheeran music video, Thinking which was Out huge. Loud, which was a huge like career booster for me. Um, and this, and they've also given me plenty of chance chances to be a choreographer and have a choreographing credit. And they've just been so awesome. I am so grateful for them. What do you think the biggest thing you learned in season two? Because that's a learning curve when you're, it's your first season on World of Dance. They had made some changes from season one, so they're even shifting things. But what was your biggest lesson? I think my biggest lesson on season two was learning to, because you're dealing with other people's art. Yes. Right? Learning to, rather than be like, nah, I think we should do this this way. Learning to, um, stem it from within them and try to pull out their greatest product out of them while keeping it authentic to them without being like, these are my thoughts. Take them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you're know? like, you're not doing this for camera well enough. You can't, you have to just make suggestions, I imagine. Of course, yes. So we are there to <clears throat> suggest um, based on our knowledge for choreographing for camera and knowing what the judges are looking for and all of that. But everything that we do for them is a suggestion and they can either take it or leave it. And I think a big lesson that I learned was sometimes they don't take it (laughs) (laughs) and you just have to be okay with that. And sometimes it probably works out in their favor. And then other times you think, 
mm, it might not have been Absolutely. in their best interest. And and you're dealing with opinion here. So their opinion can differ from my opinion. It can differ from a judge's opinion. But at the end of the day, it's all about just supporting the um the artist, the acts, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really interesting because we've had the lab in here twice as well. And even just listening to them, what their choreography looked like in season one and when they came back to season two. And by the way, when, uh, but they had a very specific strategy on and how the tone felt, what the choreography looked like, what the costumes even looked mm-hmm. like. It was very, very different. They so. were super strategic when they came back in season two. They knew that what they, what, kind of dances they wanted to do what like the arc and the composition like i don't know you can't do the same type of movement or same type of vibe or essence every single week mm-hmm. they brought a different thing to the table almost every week and they kind of told a story within their trajectory throughout the competition and things that were so smart and things that were very personal to them too i yeah. think it was what they really felt because emotionally it was like some weeks you're like I'm going to cry with them, you know, when they did some of those emotional pieces and then they come up and do that um, piece that I absolutely still, I've watched it a thousand times, um, which is the lemon head piece where they're in the school desks and everything. That one was so good. I can't stop watching that one. Those kids, kids these days in general are just mind blowingly amazing. Like back in the day when I was a kid, it was okay (laughs) not to be great. (laughs) Because we didn't, like, have social media to compare ourselves or be inspired to do better. We just had, like, the competitions, and you'd see, like, who was at the studio next door to you. And that's about it. And that's it. (laughs) We, like, almost had YouTube early enough, but not quite. Yeah. I mean, and Dancing with the Stars was pretty much maybe a bit of So You Think You Can Dance. They they both started around the same time. Yeah. They weren't these. That was definitely, I think, the start of it. I think so, too. On influencing young dancers, but not... Like it is today. YouTube is a game changer, especially with the urban dance that we see today. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people have followings and they're 11 years old and they're making these amazing videos and they've got so many subscribers and then that carries over to Instagram as well. It's unbelievable. Well, and then like you think about it, they're 11 years old and they're like, yes, I like to dance and it makes me happy and like whatever. But at the end of the day, they're creating a career for themselves. And that's the most mind-blowing part is they're 11 years old and they already have such a platform to to skyrocket from. Right. I'm just like, how is that? I know. What is that like? Tell me. I don't I don't know either. I'm I, like I'm just trying to figure out social media. Are you and I both. I'm like, what? I just I just literally took 20 minutes trying to like post the link up to this interview and I still think I did it wrong. Well, if not, if you can't find the link, it's also in my bio. That's you know. But you're already here. But so you're already great. here, so we're all good. It's so funny. Oh my god. Um when it comes to season two and season three, I did visit the set for season three during mm. the cut. You were not there that day. I, was not I know there. we tried. You were like, "You're there that day." I'm like, "No." But there's some interesting changes that I think for season three that, um, upon observation, I think make the st- show even stronger. On the stage, the stage, the host. Um, I think the element of the redemption round at the end of the duels, which I did not see, but everyone's been really talking about it. Um, so let's talk about the stage first of all, because you guys move sound stages, right? And we did, but the interior—I mean, the backstage area is a little bigger. That big rehearsal is—it's all—it's double all? in size. Did you know that? Really? Yes. <laughs> 
I'll I'll tell you. I didn't. You know everything more than I do. (laughs) I swear. She knows everything. I don't know where it comes from. But I thought it was the same. It's bigger, you guys. We are definitely in a different sound stage. It was really cool. Our offices were all, it was all more of like a camp, which was nice. That's really good. Um, But yeah, it was, it was, um, I think they made some good changes this season. I'm excited for you guys to see, um, especially with like the redemption run. Like you said, it adds another level of competitiveness and keeps you on your toes and it keeps the dancers on their toes. I think that um, similar to like, so you think you can dance. When you had to dance for your life, yes. it just adds an element of like <gasps> suspense. <sighs> and these are the um, just in case anyone doesn't know what the redemption round is at the duels. These are all four categories. It's the two highest scoring acts that didn't make it through the cut. Is that the correct? Am I explaining that correctly? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, and they have to battle each other, and you have to dance pretty much the best if you want to stay around in that final. So there's like. One additional duel in each category. Yes. Yes. I think, yes. Yeah. Each division. Guys, it's all a blur. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a blur but for me. I, <laughs> I, when I interviewed Derek, Derek said that um, he thought it was one of the most exciting elements that he's ever seen on the show because people were fighting to stay on. Absolutely. It, it lights a fire up underneath those contestants' lives. Yeah. And, you know, I think it brought out some of the most epic performances of our season. I love so, that. Uh, I'm and, excited for you to see. And I think also a lot of people got frustrated when people get cut um, that they felt could have continued, but it's, it just it was a matter of who they got paired up against. Yeah. And I think that this adds an element of fairness, maybe. Yeah, I mean, um, it adds an element of redemption. That's yes. what it's called. And, <laughs> and I think it, it's definitely, um, it added some twists this season. So mm, I love it. Yeah, it definitely was, a, I think, a beneficial add addition to the season and scott evans comes in as the host um and i thought when i watched him and i it was i was at the what did i say the cut um it was really interesting in that um he's not a dancer himself but he's a dance enthusiast and i thought he added a lot of really interesting um sort of different type of energy that Jenna didn't have. Um, and I love Jenna as a mentor, and she's back as a mentor. So I felt like everything worked out the way it was supposed to for season three. I agree, three. and I think he did such a great job because he has such a zest for entertainment and for dance. Like, he, you can see it every time he, like, walks out on stage, he just has this energy and this essence about him that he just is so happy to be there and just, like, admires artists and, and dancers so much. And so I think it was really great to have him on, but then also... Jenna was so great in the mentor mm-hmm. bit, and I mean, I love her. Don't get me wrong. I love Jenna. She I know. Is... I did miss her. That She was like my buddy. I was like, oh, I'm sad she's not there. You guys could be sisters, don't you think? You know what? Everybody's been saying that ever since I cut my hair. Well, that's a great... Uh, I'll take it. I mean, yeah. she's stunning. Yes, you're both stunning, so oh, take it you. and run with it. But oh I, you, you do look a lot alike, um, and she's incredibly kind, a huge supporter of dance, obviously, because she was a dancer herself, but... And I think she feels like this is great because, you know, she's been doing so many other projects. Yeah. This allows her to still have her hand in the world of dance, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, she was nice. so happy to be back. And I think that I think that it was a really good thing to have her as a mentor this season. And, yeah, we hope to have her back. I, I mean, I do. I say we. I yeah. do. <laughs> um, but I have no part in that. <laughs> and, guys, stay tuned because some of the other mentors are new and exciting and can't be announced. But they're good. Yeah, it was there a really good There were some good, good names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think people will be very excited to hear about that. Um, how about 
in season three, how did it feel different for you? Uh, did you feel more comfortable walking Absolutely. in? I think season three was, um, well, it flew by. It was so much faster than season two. Um, I don't know why that is. Did but they condense the weeks or was it similar time frame? It actually it was, um, it was similar time frame in the sense of like when they're doing a, when they're taping the show, I'm already in rehearsals for the next week. Yeah. Um, so that back to backness was the same, but we had a lot of breaks because of the holidays and we had like a little bit more time spread out, even though I don't know. It was so crazy. It just ended so fast, but I was definitely more prepared as to what I was getting into and what was expected of me. I mean, I was going in blind season two, and um, I just felt more confident in in my direction and my ability to educate the performers or the choreographers or whoever was there with them. Exactly. And, And I had an easier time articulating how to like what I needed from them, you know, and, and I was able to connect with this, I say students, the contestants, I Mm -hmm. think a little bit better because I was more confident in what I was giving them. And some of these contestants are older than you too. So there's a balance of, you know, Hey, I'm still in my early twenties. Absolutely. And I, I mean, with each contestant and which uh, some of them have choreographers and some of them have just moms in the room and, and whatever, with each one, you adjust and you read the room, and some of them need you more than others. Yep. Sometimes you you pop in, and like we have some well known choreographers on the show coming in and doing a piece or whatever. I respect them and their time, and I'll pop in and I'll be like, oh, I, like maybe we can do whatever here, but I would never step on anyone's toes or tell anyone how to do their job. Like I said earlier, I'm there as an opinion. I'm there as someone to bounce ideas off or someone to... An additional set of eyes. Exactly, exactly. So it's always just about reading the room, and I think that's an important lesson to learn not only in this role but in all roles that I go into, whether I'm a student, teacher, dancer, choreographer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about reading the room, and I think that is why I've been offered so many awesome opportunities in my short career and why someone like Paul is constantly working, Paul Carmerian, he reads the room and, and adjusts his energy level based on what is needed from the client or from the choreographer or whatever. It's just this, it's an important skill to have. Yeah, and one, sometimes people don't either ever learn or <laughs> take a really yeah. long time to learn. So the, the sooner you learn it, the easier um, you are to even work with. You know, Absolutely. In rehearsal, no matter what your position is. Well, it's about adapting. Adapting yourself. And a lot of people don't like doing that because they're like, I'm here and I'm me and I'm here because I am me. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, works for some people. But in my experience, that doesn't always work out. And so you always have to adjust yourself. And um, I think that this job especially has made me aware of that. I love that. Um, Obviously, Nappy Tabs really loved the work that you did in season three because they brought you on to Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday celebration yes. working with disney it was so crazy oh there it mickey is mickey and minnie and that uh, was tori kelly it was what colors of the wind yes okay oh when they gosh. approach you with a job like this because listen i think every person's dream is to work for disney at one point or another in some capacity guys my dream in life is to be the voice of a disney princess <laughs> which princess what type of princess would you be i mean i would love to be like a bell or like um yes. a tangled rapunzel girl 
or whatever. I just have it in my soul. Do you know? My I just f- really want to be one. <laughs> my friend cast the characters um, for the park, and when they look for the Disney princesses, she told me she said if you had ever wanted to do it um, a long time ago now, but she said we always look for people with round faces yes. because they're open and smiley and happy, and that fits the Disney princess look. I want to be the voice though. You could do that too. I don't know. Anyways, it could be a whole Disney princess. It, this was amazing. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to like be in on set because mm-hmm. we were already um, in production. But it was so awesome. I got to work like with the Mickey and Minnie so people. Are they hired from Disney? From Disney Parks. And so they are literally, they play Mickey and Minnie? Yes. Wow. And so how, what was their level of dance when you were teaching them? Um, I mean, it's definitely like a theatrical style and mm-hmm. level of dancing. They've got the costume yes. too. Yes. I mean, they can't do much intricate movement because obviously there's just, there's a lot the head, of the movement. costume and it's going to be yes. heavy. But we did learn it without the heads on. And so they were able to feel comfortable with the movement because also these people have never partnered before. Well, I mean, not, not in, like, a ballroom way. Right. Um, and so this was a foxtrot that we did, or a, a version of a foxtrot. And so there was a lot of adjustments going on. Unfortunately, it was so smoky. I was so sad. <laughs> You're like, we can't see all their footwork. <laughs> I know. They worked so hard on it. But they did an amazing job, and it was so epic. I'm like, what? I got to choreograph for Minnie and Mickey. What is life? That is an amazing sort of bragging rights <gasps> sort of thing. It was so cool. How did you rehearse with the heads with them as well to see if the movement really works? Yes, yes. I wasn't able to take any photos with them with the heads on. Yeah. Because Disney it, has rules. It's a whole thing. You're not allowed. But um but we did have the heads in rehearsal and so it was just so surreal seeing like Minnie and Mickey dancing my moves and with just a with head. these like little bodies. <laughs> Little body's big head. But it's so interesting because these dancers, they have full-on, like, characters. They have, like, a personality that they're having to exude within the movement. Ooh. And so it's so crazy and so cool. Like, look at them. How cute they are. It's so sweet. Uh, Did they tell you, too, that they knew, like, this person knew how Minnie moved and... The guy knew how Mickey moved. Yes, so they brought in, like, the parks choreographer. Mm -hmm. And so they had pitched, like, some mock choreo to kind of audition because they have different casts of Minnie and Mickey's. And so they brought in their two best couples, and um, they were like, this is what we can do. And I was like, great, well, this is what I've prepared. Let's kind of figure it out and see what we can do all together. And, um... They were super accommodating. It was definitely a group effort. I love that. Like a learning process. Fun fact, though, I auditioned for Mickey Mouse Map House. Oh, yeah. He had a ma- there was a map show. Ma- yes, yes. Map show. Down at Disneyland. Yes. I auditioned for that before I auditioned for So You Think, and I met Paul Carmerian there. We were both in the same group, and Paul decided to do some crazy backflip. Yes. And almost chopped my head off, and that's how we became friends. Well, look at that. Yep. But I made it pretty far. But then I was one inch too tall. Yeah, they have costumes and things that you need to fit yep, into at they Disney. They are very... It's they very... do not alter those outfits. No. 
it's true. No, it, it was it was so awesome, though. So surreal. It was so cool. Tori Kelly is amazing. I am a huge fan of her, and she I've met her several times. She's such a sweet person. So it was super cool to be able to contribute to her performance. That was, that was a big special, too. Yeah, and it was just cool of That's Nappy Tabs so to bring me awesome. on. awesome. I love that. Uh, let's talk about Paul, since we've mentioned him a few times. Yeah. What is it about the two of you? You guys are just great dance partners. You're great friends. You guys have great chemistry when you're performing together. What What is that sort of thing you know what makes it um, work we are such great friends and we we did uh, we did i'm mixing all the shows up we did so you think, think you can dance together and you did what dancing with the stars tour the yes same? so right after that we booked dancing with the stars tour uh no nope after that we booked Derek and Julianne's tour together. And then after that, we booked Ed Sheeran's um, Thinking Out Loud tour where we went on tour and taught him and everything. And Mm -hmm. um, Paul assisted on that, which was awesome to have kind of like a partner in crime help me tackle that. It was a huge deal. And um, after that, we went straight to the Dancing with the Stars tour. And after that, and after that, and after that, uh, we just kept on booking jobs together. I don't know. We are just such great friends, and we understand what each other needs out of the workspace. And I think we really um, have a good camaraderie between each other. Like, I pull up in areas where he needs, and he pulls up in areas where I need. And I think we love creating together because Mm -hmm. we can understand each other that way. What do you think, uh, how does he make you better in working together? Well, I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the crazy one. Poor Paul. He's had to deal with my hanger. I get so hungry in rehearsal, and sometimes he's like, Brittany's not going to talk anymore. I'm going (laughs) to... He Does takes he hand over. you a snack? He <laughs> takes over when I'm hangry. No, Paul has a very, like, logistical way of thinking, whereas I'm a little bit like, what about this idea that's way over here? And right. Isn't, he reigns in where I get a little bit too crazy. I'm Paul. Yes. 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 I'm a very logical thinker. Yeah. Yes. So, yep. But... I don't know. People just enjoy working with us. And it's crazy because we don't pitch ourselves as like a dance duo or anything more than just two separate dancers who get to work a lot together. But it's it's fun to watch you guys together. We have so much fun. You did a video um, earlier this um, year or earlier last year, I should say. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just really, I went back and watched it today and I was like, it's so much fun. You guys just, it's, there's an ease between you, yeah. and I think that's what it is, so that you guys can just perform. You can have a good time. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel it's awkward. It's so easy. It's so easy. We love dancing together, and we love creating together. Um, and it's just has come super natural to us. So more recently in the past year, we've been creating a lot more because I think it's important as dancers, and I think he and I have run into this as a lot of um, – professional dancers have we need to create our own opportunities and so we've been just creating a lot more and putting it out there for people to see and it's brought fun opportunities and it's also challenged us as choreographers and creators and it's cool to be in the place to produce your own content so I loved the video you did with Camry Peterson and JD Church and Montana Tucker and Paul. Um, And there's a big resemblance between JT and Paul. I did not think about that until that video. Either. And once they got into their little outfits, we were all like, what? How did we never see this before? Exactly. They're like little twins. And I always thought of JT as like a little mini Robert, obviously, because Of of their 
journey together. But um, it was, it just was serendipitous. It just kind of worked out that way. I, I love that. How did that all come together? We've had Camry here. We've had JT here. We've had Paul here. We've had you here. How did the all of you sort of decide to collaborate? You know what? It's so funny because uh, Camry's mom had messaged me or emailed my... Hillary, yes. Yes, Hillary. Hillary is the best. She's so sweet. She's super um, sweet. She emailed me a few weeks back, and I was so crazy busy. It was just like one of the craziest few weeks of my past six months and um I just didn't end up getting back to her and I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry she wanted to do a video when she was in town I was like I'm so sorry it's not gonna work out blah 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 and then I'm on set for another project with Paul and he's like hey I'm doing a video with Camry and JT and Montana Tucker would you like to help me and I was like oh my gosh of course I would love to (laughs) and so it just kind of all (laughs) circled back into the project (laughs) yes and so her mom was super excited to see me she was like oh my gosh it worked out so good so I was able to help kind of create that video for them and Montana did great and um hopefully we'll be all doing videos together more I loved it I thought it was really cute and there's a little bit of humor in there and (laughs) a little battling Montana does a great job of like making it more of a story than Mm -hmm. just like dancing um so it was it was cute. That's good though when you have someone that's able to sort of craft a storyline yeah. that works really well with little elements of humor. I just thought it was cute. And I thought, I thought the kids cute. did really well. Oh my gosh, they learned it in less than an hour and they just like did it later that day. I'm like, "What?" I know. How like I mean, now I can do it because that's how I've trained my brain, but when I was she's 11, she's 11 years she's old, 10, 10. Going on 11. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, and she and J and JT's he just turned thirteen. 13. He just turned thirteen. But this is why I think I'm like I hope ABC brings back juniors. I think it deserves. Uh, I, I think it should be a summer series. That's just been what I think. But you know, I'm not a network. <laughs> but uh, they, you know, they announced officially that season 28 is coming back in the fall but we haven't heard anything on juniors i know i don't know i don't know i've heard good things like behind the scenes but you know nothing is official until abc says yes we're moving forward or all the pieces start coming forward behind the scenes and then you know an announcement's coming in a couple weeks but yeah i haven't i mean you would know more than i do (laughs) but i haven't heard anything and yeah, I, I've heard positive things, but honestly, it's just positive talk. It's not uh, like a team isn't being assembled right now. They're not holding auditions or anything. So, you know, it's, it's a whole I would like to think see. if they were to bring it back, they would bring back the same kids. I think most of them. I would like them, to hope so. Just yeah. Because that, that establishes like a familiarity and makes people eager to come back and watch it. And I they, don't know. Who, they, who knows? Who knows? They cast it really well, though. Um and so I just think that it deserves another. And everyone that watched it, that, you know, was, thought that it just was a feel-good show. Yeah. All this chaos going around in the world, and you could just always count on juniors to just deliver some fun. I mean, kids are just so unfiltered and so authentic always, and so they provide so much humor because they're just real. They just say how it is, and it's so crazy to me. I know. We filter ourselves too much as adults, I think. I mean, there's Most times we time. have to. Yeah, there's a, there's times when we do need a filter, but other times when you just think, why didn't I just say that? Because they kind of say what they want or what they need, and you're like, yeah. I need to do that as an adult sometimes. Absolutely. It's yeah. just part of communicating. It really is. our society is going towards that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers Authenticity crossed. is key. Yes. Um, can we talk a little bit, and I touched on this when, when Vlad was here, um, 
this West Side Story project, this little video that went on, because there were a lot of great people on set. Yeah, it was it was a super awesome, super collaborative and positive crew. We just did like a little spinoff project. It was fun, but you know, with everything coming up with the show, with the movie happening, it was just kind super of a fun. tribute to yes. West Side Story, and it was just super cool to be a part of it. And it was everyone was donating their time and energy, and it was all just good vibes, and it was super fun to be part of. So we saw, I saw Paul, photos with Paul, mm-hmm. Jake Dupree, who's one of my good buddies. He was oh, in there. Carly Blaney, you um, were there. Smack was there. Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember all the the people Vlad, in there. Vlad, Cole. Yep. Emily Crouch. Do you have a good her? group? Yes. Yeah. Emily Crouch, because she did um, the MVP tour. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. She's great. She's amazing. Um, it was just, it was solid. It was a solid crew. It was so fun. It was such a great project to be part of and the costumes I love the were amazing music of it all will, do you think we'll ever see this publicly i you know no i don't think so no, it's so good i know i don't think you'll ever see it but oh, it was just man. for us it was just like a passion project maybe it'll wind up will. on somebody's reel someday i maybe. don't know maybe Hopefully. yeah because that'd be a good little Actually, piece maybe. for real Maybe. All right. Well, you keep Stay us tuned. posted. Stay tuned I, about that one. I was kind of intrigued by all the photos and the costumes and the hair and the makeup. Oh, it it was looked so really good. It was so fun. I mean, it would be my dream to be in that movie. Hello, Justin if you're Peck. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that they cast out of New York. So oh, you would know. Hmm. We'll see what happens. We'll I can see be what... in New York. Anyone can be in New York. You can. We are bi-coastal. <laughs> All of us. We can it's work so wherever. It's no big deal. Look at a spray ever? tan. It's fine. <laughs> you can be uh, a good jet, don't you think? I mean, I did get my 23 and me back, and I am Latina. You are. I am. I am. How, what was the percentage? I'm 50% Spanish Portuguese. Ooh. That's fantastic. <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know that there were some Portuguese um, in your family? Yes, yeah. yeah. Both my grandparents on... Both of my sides are Portuguese. I love it. Yeah. But I think you could you could probably go as a jet or a shark then. Yeah, I mean, I'll take either. When you were doing the um, <laughs> the West Side Story, were you a jet or a shark? I was a shark. You were a shark. Okay. I was a shark, yeah. I always felt like, because uh, I would always be a jet, of course. But, clearly. Uh, clearly. However, I always envied the sharks because I always thought that they just had all like the really fun numbers that everyone wanted to do. Except for the like one blonde girl who was like super crazy. You know yes. that? Yes. She's always, let me see, I just needed to act a like little the, the fiercer pe- in my auditions. She was like the penny of the group, you know? Yes. From, um, Dirty Dancing. Yep. Yeah. Gotta always have one. Um, th- this is a project, and we're going to pull it up, but La Vie en Rose that you did with Vlad. Yes. A Star is Born. Oh, so. my gosh. First off, the movie, I was, like, bawling. I listened to the soundtrack for, like, three weeks straight. I own the record. I own the movie. I'm obsessed. You have it all. I'm obsessed. The, oh my gosh, Bradley Cooper did an amazing job singing and directing, and Lady Gaga is amazing, and it was great. So I got super inspired, and Vlad and I have been dancing together for a while, just creating and similar to Paul and I, just getting in the studio and dancing because we can and because we love it. And I came to him one day, and I was like, I have this song that I really want to dance to, and so we just created this. And I rented some, like, random sound studio that looked like it could be kind of romantic feeling. and Very moody. Very moody. It was very low budget and just three of us in the room. And 
we just made it happen. And I think this is one of my favorite pieces I've created so far. It's really beautiful. If people Thank haven't you. seen it, you have it up on your YouTube page. Um, you know, it's funny watching Vlad. I This is when I see the classic Val and Max imprint on his technique. Yes. He really is very well classically trained. Oh, he is a fantastic dancer. I mean, we've known each other for years. We used to compete against each other as kids. And he is an, a fantastic partner. He is awesome to dance with. And um, we had so much fun on this. I have to ask, because I had him here in studio. I had not met him before, and the first time I met him was when he came here. Do you think he's like a mini Val? Thank you. That was what I was <laughs> going to ask, did you know? So when I, if I would close my eyes and listen to him right across the table from me, I would think I was talking to Val. They sound yes. so similar. And then Camry came in a week later. I think that's the time. And she said, doesn't he sound like Fallon? I said, Camry, that is exactly what I was thinking for the entire hour I was talking with him. So yeah. I thought maybe just we were the only ones, but. No, absolutely. I mean, I, it's, it had been years since I'd seen him. And then he moved out here after the MVP tour. Mm-hmm. And we got in the studio and I heard him talk and I was like, is that Val or is that Vlad? Wait a second. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was just really funny, but they are very similar <laughs> sounding. Are. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thinks that. So when I had like a 10-year-old across from me saying, does it even remind you of Val? I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. Twins. Twins. Vocal twins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 100%. I totally agree with that. Now, you and I uh, saw each other in June. Yes. So for a show that you've been working on behind the scenes, tell us a little bit about it. I know it's still in post-production because editing takes forever. It's oh, so it takes hard. forever. But I am super excited. It's definitely in like the starting bits of it. It's hard to have your own show. Let me try. Oh, man. I will tell you, people think like, why don't you just ask so-and-so to come on your show? I'm like, it is not that easy. It takes a village. It takes a village. Um, I'm in the works of developing my own kind of little talk show and and some other things to come with it. So I'm really excited. I already have about 12 episodes shot and um, hopefully I'll be dropping later this year. All right. So you and I, obviously I did not do any dancing in your episode. (laughs) We talked a lot about sort of like PR and social media for dancers and things like that. Um, But you have some dance elements to this as well. Yes. I don't want to give away too much. You don't have to say, but, like, who's um, on it. I mean, I'm... but um, basically where I'm just, I'm inviting people to come and learn to dance with me. And um, I think that I, I document it and I just share it. And it's a nice change of pace, I think, from this speedy world of just making content and being funny or making the best dance moves or whatever. You get to kind of see who's behind all that. And um, I have a lot of people who haven't danced before, and so they're trying new things. And um, and then also just talking about their journeys. And I had you on the show. I, I was, what, day one of filming, You were too. day one of filming. <laughs> yes. I have to say, you did great. You were so, like, I'm so nervous. I'm like, it's fine. You were amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. Um, hosting, if you guys didn't know, is very difficult. You have to think on your toes. You do. Like, so, And sometimes you sit there and think, I have no idea what my next question is. I got to think of something. And that, that does happen from time to time where yeah. you draw a blank and you just have to, but you have to keep the flow going. It's, this is live. So yeah. if I I draw a blank. We're we're all in trouble, but it's perfect because um, I love to talk, so I'll just take over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you and I know each other too, so I know this you have true. my back. I have your back. We're all good. But 
But yeah, so um, that is in post-production, and hopefully you guys will be hearing more about it. I'll maybe come on here and talk a little bit more about it once we drop. Is it officially called Sit With Brit? Or is Sit that... With Brit yep. is my talk show I that like I'm it. doing. I think it's cute. It's fun. It's fun. It's like the perfect um, name. And then the other one is still on the wraps. Still okay. Like a little. Okay. We're figuring it out. It's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. all coming. It's brewing. I love so, that. So, um, yeah, and we just talk about, like, people in the industry's journey and business tools that they've used to get where they are. And I think that um, us as dancers need to present this ourselves and think of ourselves more as a business. Thank and you. And so that's what it is about, really, and talking to individuals about their strategies and their business mindset. I think it's really smart, honestly, and I'm really glad that you're doing it because I, we, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> totally talk about my whole episode. But one thing I, I talk about a lot, and sometimes I'm just like pro tip, guys, you need to advocate for your own work. It's okay if you want some publicity to, if you know someone in the media, to email them. I've actually Absolutely. had two people pitch me in the last month with great pitches of ideas for stories. They didn't have their agent or publicist or manager or anyone else do it, and I was like, yes, amazing. And um, one of them you all know from So You Think You Can Dance, so that'll be coming up in March, and I'm super excited. Um, And that came over text. It doesn't have to be super formal. If you know someone fairly well, do it. And then someone else um, from the ballet world came up with a great pitch, and I thought, amazing. I've been wanting to cover more ballet. It just kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, just letting it be known about what you're thinking or what you want or what you're seeking. And good things always come to that. Because then also there's like not this weird game of like oh I should go so I could like hopefully be able to talk about what I want to um or like networking so you can get places but yes it is about networking but it's also about just being honest yes and authentic and just being you and saying what you need to say and getting what you want because that's what you need making your intentions clear and I think that's really important because um, people are receptive to it. Even mm-hmm. if, and I want people to even know, like sometimes it doesn't fit in the immediate moment of like what I can do or how I can help. But sometimes I can offer a solution and say, in four weeks when the show is premiering or when it's ending for the season, I can actually do something. We can do an totally. article. We can do a social media thing. We can do the show, whatever it is. So I, I think don't if you get a no at the you know at the get go. Oftentimes, the door is still open for other things. Absolutely. Be open to those other ideas. Um, something similar happened with me. I reached out to Catherine Burns, who is Emmy-winning, amazing comedic choreograph- choreographer. Crazy ex-girlfriend. Um, crazy ex-girlfriend. I had reached out to her, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm looking to you know choreograph a little bit more. If you ever need help or whatever, I'd love to assist you. And... She's like, oh, I don't really have anything right now, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And a few weeks later, she reaches back out, and she's like, actually... Doing a tango this I week. you. And so she brought Paul and I on because we had both worked on Crazy X and she knew we worked together. And she brought us on to assist with her um, horizontal horny angry tango. Which is actually a really good piece. <laughs> Go look it up on YouTube. It's super fun. It was so much fun to do. I had never um, choreographed comedically before. So it was really cool to learn from her. And it was awesome. But so 
you just never know. You never know. And just so people know, Catherine did win for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the, yes. the Emmy. And this year, the Emmys are splitting into two categories, which is <gasps> amen. Wow. So it will be scripted uh, category, and then it'll be the reality competition category, which I think is... That's smart. Such huge growth for the industry, and uh, it will make people understand, because people go, well, it's so much easier to do scripted... <laughs> It's not. It's harder. It's harder. It's harder. It's way harder. Explain what you experience, even um, just uh, assisting. I, and I haven't done much scripted. I, I did Crazy X. I've done, I did Future Man with Catherine also, uh, which just aired. You guys should check it out. It's so fun. Um, and I did uh, Gilmore Girls. I love Gilmore Girls. Uh, don't we all? Um, but I don't know. It's just such a... It's a little bit slower pace. It's not as get your blood pumping as maybe a live TV show would be Mm -hmm. um, because it's um, do the first two eight counts. Stop. Reset. Okay. Change this. X, Y, and Z. Go back. Okay. Do the first two eight counts again. Okay. Stop. Then you have to do a camera setup, which takes another 15 minutes. And then you do the next two eights or whatever that camera shot is. And it is definitely a little bit more slower pace. It's tedious. It's a different... (laughs) thing but i love it it's just a different experience than it is for like a live show as a dancer and because it is scripted there is a writer there who created a script um and there's a purpose to why this dance number is happening and it's not about the dance that's right you have to service the the project it's about the storyline or the essence or the scene that you are helping enhance you are an enhancement you aren't it's not about you unless it is unless you're like partnering with the person or right. whatever. But and, and that's kind of what I learned most, especially working with Catherine and assisting her, is like whenever I'd get excited and be like, Oh, this dance we've whack She's like, Yeah, but it says ear to ear or something. It says something in the lyric that we need to like accentuate. Right. And so it at the end of the day, it's just it's not about the dance. It's about what storytelling you're trying to convey. Super important. And and I think that this will open dance fans' eyes, especially now that we're going to have these two categories. I'm actually really excited when they announced it. I had no idea. I'm glad I could tell you. Uh, Breaking news. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to try and work with, last year I worked with Mandy Moore and uh, Ebony Nichols, who are both the governors over at the Academy, just to understand what the rules were and how they, I mean, we went through with like a fine-tooth comb and they explained it all. And then I wrote the article and then it went back to the TV Academy because they had to legally proof my article to make sure it was factually correct because these are rules for... Mm -hmm. um, a competition, essentially, so it was really important that it was correct, but we're going to go back and see if the rules are slightly different, what you they're should, looking for. I think Catherine is now a governor also. Excellent. You should talk to her. She's really good at explaining it and breaking it all down, and she's yep. also hysterically funny, so... She's so funny. Never, never bad company. No, I did the Emmy season the year that she won. I did that whole, like, coverage yeah. of the choreographer's reception, and that was the year Quest Crew won, and she won, and I remember her coming backstage, and she was so 
shocked that she won. She was like, whoa! And she was coming down the escalator at uh, LA Live, and she's like, Kristen Burt, KB, I won! I was the guy. <laughs> I amazing. love her. I love her it so much. It was amazing. That's one of my best, my, my favorite memories at Emmys, because uh, I'm always in a position where they come right from stage into the press room. So seeing Mandy Moore win her first one, cool. seeing Travis come through, seeing Catherine, Quest, it's really special even though it's not me winning the emmy i'm so happy for them oh absolutely that's such a cool thing to kind of witness and see them like what yeah and mandy <laughs> when she came in for her second one this year um she, any questions you know they, they asked the press and it was silent for a second and so i stood up i'm like i have a question i don't even know what i asked at the time and then you know she answered the question and she was all excited and everything and then she pulled me as she was moving off stage and she's like thank you I felt so nervous and all alone and there was a friendly face (laughs) and I sit there and I think you're Mandy Moore you've won two Emmys La La Land Dancing with the Stars so you think but people are are human (laughs) and nervous in situations absolutely I think that that's something that like we learn on Dancing with the Stars because like we have big name celebrities come on the show but they're still nervous. Mm-hmm. It's still a new experience. Like winning an Emmy is a new experience, right. and they don't know. It's exciting and invigorating. And I mean, I can't say from personal experience yet. Yet, but um, but yeah, it's it's so cool that you get to like witness that and kind of be there and share all of that with I, them. I know it feels it feels very personal in some way, shape, or form, even though I'm not like going to the after party with them or anything else, but it's just like a moment backstage and they're still in that adrenaline high because it only happened two or three minutes before, so yeah. it's wild. And I'm usually one of the first humans that they really interact with because they're brought off stage, they go right into the photo room and everyone's just like, Mandy, 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 or Travis, 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 and they just take a thousand photos, then they can't see, and then they throw them into the press room. So oh my I gosh. think it's really... If any of you ever win an Emmy or an Oscar or a Tony, it's an overwhelming experience. I can only imagine. Yeah. Wow. It's really cool to see, though. Maybe one just, day. I don't think they register it for probably two or three days, honestly. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I remember um, walking into Nappy Tab studio in uh, North Hollywood that they used to have. And yes. they used to have this, like, case of Emmy trophies. <laughs> just right when you walked in. And we would go there for rehearsals for Move Live Tour. And... All of us were just like gawking at this just glass cake case of Emmys. I'm like, what does it feel like? I know. <laughs> to and they, be epic. And you were in one of my favorite Emmy winning pieces ever, which is Putting on the Ritz. Oh, that was such a fun one. I've watched it so many times. That's another one. There's certain pieces that I continually gravitate towards and watch over and over again, or it'll show, show up on my YouTube feed again. And I'm like, what's your all time favorite video? Um, from So You Think. I have seen Put on the Reds probably a lot. And the other one is Aaron and Zach doing Piano Man, the tap number, which oh, I think was I season 11. I don't think I saw that Yeah, and one. Anthony Morig Gerardo yeah. choreographed it. I love that one. Oh, There's something man, just so simple and, like, masculine and kind of rug- rugged and tap. And, oh, it's so good. Cool. I, I love, love it. it. Oh, I are you pulling it up? I, she might said? be pulling it up. I, oh, oh, she's going to pull it up because Marissa is... The best. You rock. Oh, cool. This is it. So if anyone hasn't seen this one. Oh, I didn't even know they did this. And so yeah, Billy Joel and I mean I I love both of them so much. They Zach is one of my favorite dancers to watch. I keep wondering if Zach's gonna turn up. 
Spencer Liff is directing Singing in the Rain, which has obviously a lot of tap uh, and La Mirada, and I keep waiting to see Wait, if Zach turns up in it. In, uh, is that a film or a... Uh, Singing in the Rain, the musical. musical. Oh, how yes. exciting. So I keep on waiting for him to get cast in that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know Spencer Liff loves Zach, so I'm like, it's got to happen. He's just such a... He is such a great dancer and such a great performer, but also exudes such grace and masculinity at the same time. Yeah, very and very versatile as a dancer. I think that's what I like. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Turner, I was I was very big on Team Tall, Jasmine and Aaron. So I love Aaron. I I know. I keep on going. He's got. He's always in Vegas. I'm like, come here and do the show. I know. It's so cool. You know what? Like, especially I think my season of season ten. So you think you can dance season ten? It's so cool because most of us continued off of that. We used that as a platform, and it's so cool. We have. Paul Carmirian, Haley Herbert, um, Alan Burstein, all on Dancing with the Stars. Yep. And myself. Yep. And then Jasmine May- Harper is dancing for Beyonce. You She's have- with Jesse Smollett right now. Which is, is she? Yes. So when he went back and performed in Chicago, there was Jasmine dancing behind him. So cool. Really? I mean, she's like, in, like, what's happening now is Jasmine. It. When you're like, who's at Coachella? Beyonce. Oh, there's Jasmine. Like, right off her She's, shoulder. like, smack dab in the middle of pop culture right now. It's just so cool. And then, like, Jasmine Mason is also dancing mm-hmm. with, like, Katy Perry. And we have Fiction. And Melise Miller is always working. Always working. And it's just so cool to have been such, like, a part of this rock star community. Ten is one of my, honestly, it's one of my, I'm not saying that because you're right here. Everyone knows. Ten is one of my standouts. Fourteen is one of my standouts. Four is one of my standouts. Oh, so certain four. seasons that just really resonate because um, overall I just felt like it was a season of excellence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a great show, but I do think our season really killed it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should be really proud that you were a part of it. So um, that's yeah. awesome. All right, so we only have a few minutes. Um, what do you think is your next big goal that you want to conquer? Oh, wow. Um, well, one of my big goals is lifting my project off the ground. Getting it going. <laughs> um, I am really just diving deep in trying to create and choreograph and be known as a choreographer because I've always choreographed but more so behind the scenes um so lots of things that people don't know that I choreographed so I'm working on getting my name out there as a choreographer and and jumping on opportunities and really just trying to be the best educator that I can be I recently started teaching a lot more Mm -hmm. um I started a class at IAF compound I recently just started last week at this new studio called the house out in Agora Hills if you're out there they've got a great staff oh it's gorgeous yeah everyone that they have some really good teachers um and they just opened on January 1st I love it. So it's brand new. Um, but I'm really just trying to be the best educator and best creator that I can be. So I am just diving deep into collaborating and creating and just being down to grow. I love that. I'm going to do one quick fan question because I yes. got handed a lot yes. and I actually, we ran out of time. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. We, oh always, we, can, always, we can always talk. Ooh, okay. What person or experience has helped shape you into the choreographer you are today? This is from Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl, that's a good question. Um, I can't pinpoint any one one project. I do think that the Thinking Out Loud music video definitely shaped yeah. me as a teacher and a and a guide. Um, 
just learning to adapt on my feet and working with an artist and making them feel the most secure and most confident in their movement as well as dancing with the stars. I mean, it's a very similar experience, but I had never been a pro. Um, and I think that definitely helped shape me that and world of dance, um, has taught me so much about being an educator and a communicator and, and, um, a choreographer and, and learning about what moments are important and what moments are not. Because as choreographers, we like to like nitpick at the little tiny details, but you have to look at the bigger picture. And that's forced me to look at the bigger picture. Um, and Mandy Moore has played a huge role in me learning how to choreograph because she's just so efficient. She's so efficient. She's so good at what she she's does. She's such a rock star. She's just like on her feet and she doesn't think too hard about it and she just is like this is the dance move go you got it and it's great and it always works out so amazingly and she has shaped me a lot as a creator i love that and i feel like she's got a handprint on so many people's career right now it's really every person that sits in this chair says mandy Moore. <laughs> i mean <sighs> she she works hard she does yeah. One of the best. She and Appy Tabs, some of the best in the biz. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming back. I'm so happy to have been back. Thank you for having I me. Know. Keep and us thanks posted for watching, on everything. guys. Yes. And if people aren't following you, which would be crazy if they're not at this point, but where can they find you? You can follow me at, at It's Brit Cherry on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming back. And you're All welcome right. here anytime. You know oh, that. Oh, my gosh. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, you guys. We're going to have, uh, we'll be back next week. We've got another great. Oh, and someone World Dance related next Ooh. week as well. Yeah, I'll keep you guys posted on who that's going to be. I'll announce it a little later on in the week. But uh, we want to thank Popcorn Talk and Dance Network for sponsoring To The Point. We'll see you all next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.